Welcome to Just James's podcast. Scooby Doo Doo, Wobbly Wow, Billy Mariah, Wow, 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 with Thomas, definitely not Timothy. Yeah! Nailed it! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Just James. It's your host, James. I have my beautiful plant, my co host, my buddy. I've got Tomo with me. Thomas the plant. He is with me. He's great. He's thriving. I don't understand why this boy always looks this good. He is beautiful. So for everybody listening, please say hello to your plants from me and Thomas. I hope everybody's well. It's Wednesday, my dudes. I was going to record this podcast yesterday, which was Tuesday. And I had my six monthly flat inspection this morning which I pass with flying colors, of course, because I'm a psychopath and my house is so tidy. But um, I spent the day yesterday, literally, you know, I do it every six months. I scrub down my flat. I clean the windows. I pull everything out. I clean behind it, on top of things, behind things, the walls, the floors, the ceilings. I do everything. And of course, by the time the day ended, I then went to a wine tasting with my brother in London which we, I have to say, we went to this restaurant afterwards and we thought, oh, we'll just get a quick bite to eat. Had a burger each. The burger was 18 pounds and then you had to add fries on that, which was eight pounds. Um, and we're, because we've been to wine tasting, I certainly didn't want to drink anymore. And just, they said, would you like a glass of water? I said, absolutely. When the bill came, we each had a glass of water each in our meal. The water, two glasses of water cost 10 pounds in London last night in Sloan Square. That's absolutely ridiculous. And we both said to the waiter, we're like, if we knew it was going to be 10 pounds, I would have ordered like a Coca-Cola or something a little bit more extravagant than a glass of water for 10 pounds. And they went, oh, well, this is London. And like, looked me up and down. I was like, you stupid cow. Anyway, paid it. And paid the gratuity that was on there. But I said to Nick, we actually shouldn't have after that freaking up and down look. Anyway, anyway, all good. I got a cup of tea in my hand. And of course, I cleaned all my windows yesterday for my flat inspection. And today it is pouring with rain. So that plan has immediately been foiled. (laughs) Anyway, my dudes, I got tea in my hand. It's cold. It's miserable. It's rainy in London. Oh, quick sip of my tea. Sorry about that. You want to slur on the phone? Oh, geez, that went down the wrong pipe. But I hope everybody's well. It's cold. It's rainy. It's miserable. And I think we've got to look at ways to stay warm at the moment. Prepare for autumn. And the days are getting shorter. Nights are getting colder. And it's definitely time to start thinking about warmer weather and the winter weather. I actually like winter, I have to say. It's taken me years. I've lent into it. I actually enjoy it now. It's, you know, we've got an ever-growing energy crisis, unfortunately, and we have to figure out ways to be proactive with our, <laughs> to not rise our energy bills. And I think blankets and throws would certainly want to stay warmer, especially in like September, October, November, to cuddle underneath a little blanket by the TV, the little glass heater on, or a little fireplace. It's, for me, it's just a perfect, perfect way. You can even do an electric blanket as well. They're low in energy. They're also like really cozy. And they're really great for the warmer weather. And I think hot bubble baths before bed is another great one. You can sort of relax, have the stress of the day gone away. Nice little bubble baths. Put some candles on, some ambiance, watch some TikToks. Do what you want to do in the bath. Watch a podcast. I don't know. 
have a little glass of wine. There's definitely time now for some warmer meals. You know, gone are the salads. I want the warm and like comfort foods at the moment. Something hot. I did a, um, a chicken pot pie the other night that actually came out really nicely. And, you know, it was definitely like a really nice little comfort meal. Layers and layers and layers of clothes is another one. If you can, in London in particular, you have to be able to dress up and dress down. It's freezing cold outside. You come inside to like a tube or a train or, or a shopping mall, which is all heated. And it gets, you almost have to like take all these layers off. So absolutely layering of your clothes, laying of the blankets, definitely, definitely better at the moment. Slippers is another great way to keep your feet warm. I think if your feet and your head are warm, it's definitely a way to stay warmer in winter. And hopefully we can get through this winter together, guys. Everything is great. Everything's grand. Everything's well. I had a conversation with somebody that is having a really hard time with their in-laws at the moment. And they were like, James, I need some advice. What would you do? And I went, I don't have in-laws. I don't know. But I certainly wouldn't have put up with the nonsense that this particular person is putting up with within their dynamics. And, you know, when you get married, you marry the family. Jeez, my sister-in-law's married my family. So, you know, you have to become part of the furniture. And unfortunately... If you fall in love with a partner, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to feel the same way about their parents, your mother-in-law, your father-in-law. And there's some very common issues that I think a lot of people have where their butt heads are the in-laws from time to time. And you're not always going to see eye to eye. You're not always going to feel that things are going to work. And it doesn't mean that the marriage is doomed. Now, I'm taking this advice from what I would tell my friend. I am not married. I have never been married. I've never been in this scenario. So please take any advice that I'm giving as just some friendly advice that I would give somebody else. I could be wrong. Could be right. Who knows? This is just simply my opinion on things and the way that I would handle things. But I think that there has to be a little bit of patience and understanding from both sides. And you've got to learn to navigate and build healthy relationships with the people that are your family. And communicating with your partner should be the very first step. Talk to them about your concerns. They may be completely unaware that there's tension between you guys. They may be able to mediate the situation. They may be able to help or sort of help you understand their perspective because that your spouse would have spent their whole lives with those people as opposed to you that's only spent 77 seconds with them. And I think sensitive topics, trying to avoid them, you know, things that are specifically going to cause conflict, whether it be politics, religion, parenting styles, I think there are topics that could be avoided altogether respectively for each other. Everybody's going to have a perspective. Everybody's going to have a, a different opinion. And I think if disagreements within these areas do arise, is you try and stay calm and respectful as much as you can. If you are open to criticizing them, it's going to make things worse. And creating boundaries with people is so important, especially if they're overbearing or meddling in your life, very involved with your little relationship, all of those things. Sometimes that if you let them know that you're not comfortable, that you're not comfortable with, oh, you're afraid to sort of stick to your guns, even if it means saying no to them, sometimes that can be really important. And don't take things too personally. There will always be times when your in-laws say or do something that's going to hurt your feelings, and it's important not to take things personally. I think 
sometimes we, we don't always intentionally try to hurt each other. But your feelings could be hurt. Their feelings could get hurt. And it's important to remember that we're all human. We all have feelings. We all have our own opinions. And sometimes we've just got to accept the in-laws for who they are. You know, the in-laws are never going to change. They're older and wiser and they've been here longer. And as I'm getting older, I don't want to change for other people. So I think sometimes we just have to accept the people for as they are, who they are. And trying to change them can only cause tension and conflict. So instead of focusing on accepting, you know, focusing on the bad things is maybe accepting and trying to build a relationship and where it's going to work for the both of you. And then just be thankful for the good moments, no matter how difficult relationships with your in-laws can be, is to try and make good memories too. cherish. And I get that some people have got awful families. I'm not saying that this is like a cookie cutter cut thing you know there are people that just have really awful personalities and unfortunately they're never going to change and they're never going to be who they are and if you're fortunate enough that it's just a blip and not personalities then try and cherish those moments and be thankful for them and practice gratitude and showing positive impacts is also a really good thing sometimes you know, and try and spend time with them. Get to know them. You know, sometimes it's difficult to get along when you just never actually spend time together. And if you don't particularly enjoy their company, then maybe find an activity that you could both enjoy that could try and build a stronger relationship. And this could be anything from going for a walk. You could play cards. You could watch a movie together. I know that it can be really difficult to be around people for a long extended period of time, especially when you dislike them. So make sure that the visit is a short one. You know, a 15-minute walk, done. And start the short visits and gradually increase. Once you guys have got a common ground or, you know, found a common interest together. And try and build that relationship from there. Get to know each other better. Get to know each other's personalities, your interests, your opinions on various topics. And hopefully you can find some sort of ground to build a relationship in. And if you're really struggling, seek advice from an impartial advice, you know, person. This could be a friend, it could be a relative, it could be somebody that could step in between the two of you and create maybe some support and guidance that isn't biased, that isn't on both sides. And express your feelings. It's important to find ways to express your feelings in a healthy way. And this could be through writing, this could be through artistic expression, it could be through self-expression, but it is important to find ways to release the anger, frustration and hurt that you're feeling. And don't let it fester and grow up over time. And sometimes just being patient and built to try and build a relationship is all that it takes. Not everything's going to happen overnight and don't expect that it will. But try and be patient and understanding and eventually you'll be able to develop a stronger bond with each other. I mean, this sort of works for most relationships in, in general. It's not just for in-laws. And... Um, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy along. And, but hopefully with time and patience and effort, you can develop a stronger and healthy relationship with them. And you can try everything you can. And if you've put everything into it and you're still struggling to build a relationship, then maybe seek professional help. A therapist that could help, you know, help between the two of you guys would be a good thing. And if all else fails and there's nothing that's ever going to build that relationship, then you know you've done everything you can. You've given it your all, you've tried your best, and that's all we can ever do. So hopefully that's going to help. Hopefully that'll give somebody some great advice. I don't know if it's going to help anybody out there, but hopefully that's the advice that I gave my friend. 
and I'm hoping that that's the advice that will hopefully be good advice. But it's my birthday coming up, guys. In January, I have a big birthday coming up, and I didn't really want to celebrate. I didn't want to make a big deal about it. But the more and more I think about it, I just think that, and somebody said this to me the other day, and it kind of hit home quite a lot, is that aging is a privilege. And it it hit a nerve for me because I kind of went, actually, that's that's a really good point. Um, I don't want to get older. I don't want to get into the age bracket that I'm moving into. I just want to stay where I am. I'm happy where I am. But I suppose we all have to get older, unfortunately. And um, I'm going to celebrate it. But January is such a tough time to do birthday things. We're all packing out our Christmas trees. We're all got glitter on our faces still from New Year's. Nobody wants to party. Everybody wants to like take it easy in Jan. It's post-holiday slump. We're all broke. We've all got things to do. And then suddenly it's my birthday. So it can be awkward for some because some people have given so many gifts in December that they don't want to give more gifts in January. And it's not about gifts. I get that. But the month is bleak. The weather's bleak. It's everybody's trying to recover from January. But there's things that you can do that get out of the house and just rentable, easy things that you could do that everybody can enjoy for your birthday. One is an ice skating party, especially in you know colder climates like, like London where I live. And some people can sort of like, you can go and embrace the birthdays. You, there's so many places that do ice skating as well. You can get... Um, you can spend the day ice skating with your friends over a frozen pond or a lake or, you know, go to go to an ice skating place and you can sort of get your legs stretched and enjoy the brisk weather and then, you know, do something like that. You could have a hot chocolate party and there's so many places that you can go and have like a really nice cup of like cup of hot chocolate and a nice piece of cake and warm up your soul. And you can find like tailor-made indoor parties where you know, you can refuge from the snow and the ice and the cold. There's indoor swimming parties. You know, so if, so if, you, if you wanted to do the polar bear thing, I don't know what it's called, where you jump into the cold lake. That's not my thing at all. But there's absolutely definitely places with indoor pools where you guys can watch the snowflakes coming through the windows and have a memorable, enjoyable birthday as well. Um, you know, there's there's venues all over your local city. There's libraries. There's hassle-free booking spaces where you could do little parties for yourself. You could do a snow day party if you live in an area that's covered in snow. And you guys can, you know, have snowballs and sledging and you have some nice drinks and things like that. Um, and actually, it doesn't have to be, a you know, an expensive day out to just have fun with your friends. You can do bread-baking bread break, parties and have your girlfriends around you guys can like need some bread it's national bread day coming up and you guys can sort of have some fine wine maybe make some little artworks while your bread cooks in the kitchen and it doesn't have to be bread it could be cupcakes it could be anything if you're in a cold area you could have a skiing party as well you could do sci-fi party you could do a movie party you could do the things that we haven't done since we were little kids and um you can do a Tolkien party. I think there's um, there's some places in Montana, I think, that do that. 
um you know there's there's so many different like venues that you could go and go and have a look at you could do a rory a roaring 20s birthday party where um you can all get dressed up and do like a little pub hop it could be a non-alcoholic if you guys are all doing dry january you could even do like like a kitty like a winnie the pooh party you know these all these i mean i'm trying to come up with these off the top of my head while i'm thinking about it um but there's so many things that you could do. You could do, um, what else could you could do? A music birthday. You can go and like, where you can do karaoke, or um, you know, there's so many other little things that you could do that are cost effective. They're not going to be too expensive. You could go to Winter Wonderland if you're in London, if that's still open in Jan. Um, there's so many different little things that you could do that don't have to revolve around booze and alcohol and doing all these like really expensive things that you want to do. So hopefully if anybody's got a birthday in Chan and you're looking for some ideas, that's an idea. So now how I've been talking about I'm home making my Christmas presents this year. Last week I gave some ideas on the things that I'm going to be making and one of the additional things that I'm going to be doing is I want to hand paint candles. Dinner candles, they're really easy to do. If you Google them, there's so many cool designs. There's so many quirky candles. There's so many things you can do. And what I've noticed, that there's two different ways you can do it. One is you get different colored candles, light them, and then with the wax, you can paint onto the candles. Or the other way you can do it is with acrylic paints. So it seems to be, you could buy them and they're so actually expensive. When I looked at like what it would cost for a couple of like hand-painted candles, I thought, geez, that's so expensive. So making them, I mean, one set of me making them, buying all the paints, the paintbrushes and the, and the candles versus just purchasing two candles on Etsy actually worked out the same price. So I wanted, there's, and there's also things where you can like put the candle in warm water and when it gets a bit softer, you can twist them and change the shape of them. It's very cool. You can make them cubed. You can change them to like all sorts of things. Um, but I quite like the idea of hand painting candles. And you could do like floral, or fruity or abstract art. They are beautiful when you burn. And they're a wonderful little different approach to a Christmas present. So I thought, that, well, that's what I'm going to do this year. There's some gorgeous patterns on there. You could even put little numbers, make them like advent calendars. It's And then, you know, give them to somebody they could burn on every day. But I think even if you're not a very good artistic person, if you just drew little hearts on them, I mean, it's not like you need to be painting, you know, a Rembrandt on the side of them. It's it's your own tapered candle that you can you can do with it as you please. And if you Google some ideas, there's some beautiful like images that you could draw, you know, whether it just be little fruit or little hearts or squares and circles. There's so many things you can do and you can be so creative and colorful with these things. Um, so what you're going to need for it, you're going to need alcohol. You need rubbing alcohol. No, you need candles. Then you need rubbing alcohol, or surgical spirits, a lint-free cloth, paint brushes or sponges depending on what you're looking for acrylic paint and a paper stencils that's optional so firstly you're going to prep the candle you're going to clean it with the alcohol or surgical spirits and a lint free cloth then you remove the sheen and help create a more absorbent surface 
So then you start to paint your design straight onto the candle. You can use a paintbrush, you can use a, a sponge, you can use acrylic paint, or you can use the, the candle wax. And you can create these designs as you please. And then let the first coat dry completely before you do a second coat if you're going to. And the amount of coats you'll need depending on the color paint that you're using, the design that you're using. But as a general rule of thumb, I'll say like two coats is usually enough. And then leave it to dry for a couple of hours. And then once the candles are finished, handle with care as you as paint can chip or they can scratch really easily and then wrap them up really nicely. I'll put them in maybe some um, like tissue paper or something like that. But I think the nice thing is you don't have to be a perfectionist. Experimenting, you can take your time. They don't have to be absolutely beautiful. They don't have to be – the trickier the paint is with the curved surfaces, it can be tricky. But it could really be a good experiment and it could be really – a fun thing to do. I would absolutely pick your colors wisely though, because, you know, if you're doing block colors or painting abstract colors on them, sometimes it can look striking, but like red and pinks have got like a strong contour. I'd say the color combinations would need to be looked at as well. Um, use the wax that works for you. So when you're making these candles, um, especially with like paraffin wax, that's if you're making the candle yourself first, I mean, that's even a better gift if you can do that. And then, you know, create the candle and then paint on them. I mean, that would be an incredible gift for somebody. But I think also just prioritize safety as well. So if you're going to be burning these candles afterwards, don't leave them in the house, especially because there's dry paint on them. I think try and use a non-toxic acrylic paint and the amount of paint that's used can also affect the burning of the candle. So think about all of the aspects of it when you're actually creating the candle for your friends as well. So hopefully that's going to give you another like great Christmas making gift idea for this year and something that you can you could do for your friends and your loved ones and everybody around you. And it's just going to be a really, really great gift. Um, so yeah, hopefully that's gonna, that's gonna give you some ideas, but my neighbors are installing new windows today and I'm just watching them. They're putting up the ladders and stuff because if they start all that banging, it's not going to be fun for you guys on the podcast to listen to some banging in the background. So if they do start, I'll end the podcast a little bit early. Um, but let's get through some other stuff while we go in. So I um do 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 what am I doing? Oh, so I've had I was going to start my hundred day challenge and of course then I got COVID and um I've been really bad at it, so I haven't actually started it. And I've I mean I've been eating healthier and I've been like I've been missing a couple of gym sessions with things going on in my life and work commitments and stuff like that. Um, so I'm going to be starting it tomorrow, which is Thursday, the 9th of November. Um, and then I'll start keeping you guys up to date with what's going on with that and how I'm getting along with it. But for me, it's more just about like doing things for me at the moment and sort of like focusing on my health and my fitness and things that are important to me around me so I'm going to start doing that but last week's conundrum was what do the color tea and an island have in common what what did I say color what 
What do the letter T and an island have in common? What do the letter T and an island have in common? And the answer is they're both in the middle of water. So T and water, the T and an island are the same thing. Um, so I don't think anybody got that last week, actually. I need to see if my beautiful conundrum cream, Mish, got it. I didn't actually look to see if she got it. I'm so sorry if you did. I'm so sorry. Um, and this week is what question can you never answer yes to? What question can you never answer yes to? So send your answers to um, Just James Podcast on Instagram and I'll give you guys a shout out if you get it right. Now, I'm following the sweetest TikTokers at the moment. It's a mom and dad. The dad's Instagram is called Dad Chats. and Not Instagram, TikTok. It's called Dad Chats. And the mom's is called Mom Chats. And I think it's every Friday evening they do a countdown of the three funniest things that their kids said to them that week. So the mom does three, the dad does three. It's my favorite thing of all times. It's so funny. And the things that the kids say in the course of the week is hilarious. And it's so like typical kids just being kids and like parents just being parents. But the dad thinks that the dog's trying to murder him. There's a whole series about it. Go and have a look. And he thinks the dog is actually Michael Bublé that's involved in this. It's a really funny series. Go and have a look at the TikToks. It's really, really funny. It's if you, I've been following them for a while. So there's a little bit more going on in the stories. And, you know, they're obviously doing all the things that that they come up with as just goofy, awesome parents. So it's a really nice little, sweet, wholesome TikToks to follow. I'm sure they're on Instagram as well. I'm I'm... I'm not as big on Instagram as I used to be. I do tend to sort of like scroll through TikTok constantly. Um, it's just sort of my go-to app at the moment. That's why I always I'm giving you guys TikTok follows. It's because it's where, and the thing is I find a lot of the reels on TikTok, I mean the reels on Instagram is stuff that I've seen on TikTok like three, four weeks ago. So it sort of like slowly migrates into Instagram, whereas TikTok is a little bit more quicker and current. So that's why I tend to follow it. It definitely has my attention over Instagram at the moment but guys Babe Ruth said something that um that I loved and it says it's hard to beat a person who never gives up and this week I want us to to be those people let's not give up let's power through we're almost through this year guys it is at November how how are we here already it is flown by so quickly and I just want to give you guys some motivation and something to think about and a moment out of your day where you've just listened to me ramble on about nonsense for a little bit of time. And I just hope that everybody has a wonderful week. I'm sorry if this podcast is a little bit shorter than normal. Um, I'm rushing through it because these neighbors are going to stop installing these windows and it's going to be so loud and banging in the background and you don't need that. You don't need that drama in your lives. So go and have a wonderful week, everybody. And we'll chat again next week. Goodbye. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. Just James and Thomas the Plant.